It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you and by my side, the New Hampshire redneck himself, Mr. Brian Bro. Yeah, let's chew the NWO cud. <laughs> and the fearless one, C.V. Burton. Every day, 10,000 invaders cross our open borders while 300 Americans die every day of fentanyl poisoning. Replacement is not a theory when we see it with our own eyes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got a hell of a show lined up for all of our great, loyal listeners. First of all, I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas and a holy Christmas, to say the least. We will be sharing the new year with you. It's coming up in a few days. And, of course, wishing you a happy and healthy new year for everybody. We'll play Olegzai and share a toast with you at the end of the show. But for sure... There's a lot to talk about here, and I wanted to start right up with Maine's Democratic Secretary of State. Her name is Shanna Bellows. She made a decision on Thursday to exclude former president, to us current president, Donald J. Trump, from the state's presidential primary ballot. Under the Constitution's insurrection clause is what she's claiming, this move which was prompted by the J6 insurrection hoax, could have significant ramifications for the Electoral College. Maine's unique system of splitting its four electoral votes means the absence of Trump, if he is the Republican candidate, which we all know he will be, could be consequential in an expected closely contested race. The decision by Bellows follows a comparable action made by the Colorado Supreme Court in December, which similarly disqualified Trump under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. This ruling was reached following a challenge by a group of far-left Maine residents, despite pushback from Trump's lawyers who requested a recusal citing exhibited bias. Uh, Bellows stood by the ruling, stating the Capitol attack was an insurrection despite no court ruling supporting such a claim. Now, this is coming from The Pulse. Uh, I just told the guys before we started recording that they tried the same thing in New Hampshire, but it was shot down actually by a Democrat secretary of state who was smart enough to see that that was going to go nowhere. I'll come to you first, Brian. It seems like they really are worried about a candidate that they say has no chance of winning and is a criminal in their eyes, yet they try to throw everything, including the kitchen sink at this guy, to sink his inevitable seat in the White House. Well, I don't think that, you know, I don't know. It's There's so many things that have, um, that have come out, and it's just, it's bizarre. You know, um, Obama's film, I think we were talking about that. Um, you know, the, the whole, uh, movie civil war that's coming out in the spring, um, you know, all these different things that they're trying to push. And this is just one of them, right? So one way that you divide the nation and to, um, to steal a country out from underneath its citizenry is to, is to subvert them and their elections and their ability to elect a duly elected president. And this is just one of those ways. The man has not been charged with a crime. Uh, he's been, or I shouldn't say, he has not been convicted of a crime. He's he's being charged, right? And they're trying to make something stick, um, but they have not been able to do so with any of it, with impeachment, with any of it. So now what they're doing is they're saying, well, we feel that he was seditious in in his actions, so we're going to remove him from the ballot. Well, that's not how this country works. You have due process, and if the man was not charged and convicted of sedition, they cannot remove him under, I believe it's the 14th Amendment that they're trying to do this under, correct? Yes. 
Yeah. So they can't do that. No, but we've been expecting this coming from the states. Uh, we said that there was going to be a lot more coming forward. And I think this is the second one. As I said, in New Hampshire, they were trying the same thing. But the uh, the attorney general, the secretary, sorry, the secretary of state in New Hampshire shot it down, who's a Democrat, by the way, CV. But we're going to see more states getting on board and trying the same thing, which which shows you that they're absolutely 100 percent positive that Donald Trump is the the one to worry about in in their minds. Well, I'm not worried about this because Colorado already tried it and it was appealed. And then the uh, AG over there said, All right, well, he's, he's, he's back on the ballot unless uh, the Supreme Court says otherwise. So she uh, she flipped on that one. And it's my estimation that when the Supreme Court weighs in on all of these cases, that they'll make a blanket ruling that will cover every state that could potentially try this election interference maneuver. And that's what it is. It's election interference. And uh, Shanna Bellows reminds me of Dr. Bellows from I Dream of Genie. You know, she's looking for a logical explanation, Dr. Bellows, <laughs> to, <laughs> to take him out. And it doesn't wash. I don't, I don't understand how one official can make an unprecedented decision of this magnitude unilaterally. And uh, the GOP over there in Maine is trying to impeach her now. And they've already appealed. So that's going to be decided uh, early next year. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, I absolutely agree with both of you that this is, you know, this is just kind of theater right now. I think what they're doing is they're trying day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year to make us believe that Donald Trump somehow won't be on the ballot and that we're not going to be able to vote for him anyway. So we should get off the Trump train while we can. Uh, They also want people that are sort of in the middle to view him as somebody that cannot win as well. I think that's all optics. And there seems to be a lot of optics being played right here, Brian, where if it looks bad enough and people are intimidated enough and they think that it's just uh, too much trouble for their worth to try to fight back against it, well, then we'll just move on to the next candidate. Maybe we'll all get behind Nikki Haley or some <laughs> one of the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Everybody <laughs>, laughs simultaneously. We get behind some candidate that doesn't have as much baggage as the baggage that they're putting on the back of Donald Trump, which shows you they have no clue what the American people are thinking anyway. No. And Nikki, with the remarks that Nikki Haley has made recently, you know, one of the things she was talking about, um, you know, not to get into the whole fourth grader that that told her that she was John Kerry. Yeah, yes, John Kerry. But um, yeah, that was funny. But you know, in her in her statement though, she talks about you know how she would pardon Trump, and you know, an eighty year old being in jail is you know isn't good for the country. But it's what she says at the very end. She says so that way. We could pardon him and stop talking about him and move on. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? She She's a World Economic Forum bought and paid for, um, you know, globalist puppet. So meanwhile, she wants him to be thrown in jail so that she has a shot in hell at becoming the yep. the uh, candidate. And mm-hmm. uh, and she thinks he's also going to become vice president. You know, she's hoping for that, too. But that's all we need is Pence and address. And this all proves one thing. Communism does not sell. So in order for today's Democrat Party to get ahead, they have to lie, steal, cheat, frame, demonize, destroy, and even murder. But no, it's it's Trump and the MAGA movement that are the threat to democracy. Sure. We're a threat to the globalist agenda. And that's why keeping <laughs> Donald Trump in this in the spotlight in negative terms is all they have. I think that they're kind of just, they're, they're doing whatever they can do to tarnish his name because the actual charges that they're trying to bring against him are never going to come to fruition. That becomes obvious. And if we, if we follow this and we, and we're baited into this type of thinking or throw this around and keep volleying it back and forth, the only reason we're covering it here on this show 
is because we want you to understand exactly state by state who these people are and why they're trying to do this. If we get into a discussion at the end of uh, the show today with Jack Smith, who is obviously a disgruntled globalist who wants to punish Donald Trump for actually giving the American people promises and giving them something that they can look forward to, which is exactly, despite the fact that they've done everything, including muzzle the man, and he's still the biggest threat to them. That shows everybody that you need to get behind Donald Trump. He's the only chance of winning and getting this country back. And we're going to come back soon. We're going to commercials real quick here. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Freedom on Deck. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck, over here on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Today's guests are going to be pretty great. We're going to have Dan Deleuze. He's coming on with us now. If you know Dan, he's a regular caller to the Lee Elsie program. He was one of the finalists in the King of the Callers competition this year. He, he was in attendance at the party that me and CV attended, the birthday party for the show. And we're also having Reggie Littlejohn, the president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, and she'll be rounding out the guest list today. Coming from the New American Magazine, children wishing to alter their appearance so that they look like the opposite gender have an ally in the campaign of Southern Equality, a pro-LGBT group that provides grants to children and families to travel to states who will perform the risky medical procedures from states that ban the controversial procedures. CF- CFSE has organized what they call the Southern Trans Youth Emergency Project which provides access to gender-affirming health care, which they claim is a human right. Never mind transgender therapies are the very definition of elective health care. The STYEP will step in to provide rapid response support directly to the families of youth who are impacted by anti-transgender healthcare bans in the South. Healthcare is a human right, and everyone should be able to access the healthcare that they need in their hometown, the CFFC's website trumpets. But right now, lawmakers all across the South are passing extreme legislation banning best practice medical care for transgender youths. Thus far, at least 22 states have passed some kind of ban on so-called gender-affirming care for children, according to the LGBT activist group, the Human Rights Campaign. 13 states in the South, including Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida have passed laws making it illegal to perform the risky and unnecessary procedures and therapies on children. Brian, uh, so because some states in the South are actually doing the right thing and blocking such measures as performing body-altering therapies or surgeries on children that are younger than 13, which is just astronomically disgusting. Because that's happening, we get a pushback from some LGBTQ group that is now harboring an idea that they can somehow push back and reverse the decisions made in each and all these southern states. And it could it could affect America in general, the place where uh, these young kids are making decisions without parental uh, consent. I, I think parents need to get more 
active in the pushback against this crap. It's certainly something that needs to be addressed school by school, district by district. And I think that there's going to be big waves of that happening coming this year. And it's going to be something that needs to be talked about in the coming, and since we were talking about it before, in the coming election, Brian. Absolutely. And I think that, um, I think that the Supreme Court of, uh, of the United States is they have a they have a very challenging um decade ahead of them yeah. because these things are all coming to a head right now you know what i mean and these are things yep. that are going to be decided on in the supreme court do you have does a state have the right to take a parent's you know um parental rights away um because they don't allow their child to um, be subject to these types of medical procedures in um, states like California, for instance. Um, California, you can lose your parental rights. Your children can be taken from you because you neglected to allow them to transition. Um, the, The southern states, some of the southern states, you have seen the opposite, right? Where they're 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 take they're making legislation to protect these children from this being done. And I think that is the right approach. Because here's here it is at the end of the day, right? If you want, even if if a child had hormone therapy, things like that, because you stop taking the hormones, guess what? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna revert back to your biological sex, right? Um, yep. And and there's there's a problem I have with allowing children to have these types of surgeries where it's irreversible. Yeah. So you, you take you take hormones and you stop taking the hormones, it's reversible. Your body, uh, what God designed your body to do is going to is going to happen again. Yeah. But if you but if you have a surgery, that's permanent. And I and I just don't agree with ca- states like California and their approach. Yeah, CV state by state an approach like California and, and it's happened elsewhere as well where they're really restricting the parent's right to defend decisions made when it comes to their children and altering bodies and and surgeries, as Brian said, is resulting in a lot of suicide attempts by by children. Um, It's resulting in criminal activity. It's resulting in drug use. It's an all out threat and bombardment of our children. Mm -hmm. I agree with everything Brian said, except I think puberty blockers are the same thing that they give pedophiles to to neuter them at chemical castrations the same chemical and i believe that in many cases it's it's irreversible i mean it can cause irreversible damage i mean some people can bounce back if they stop taking it early enough but if it's if it's too late if it's too late you know they may never get it back but anyway parents should definitely sue this uh campaign for southern equality it, they, they, it, it sounds like, you know, it reminds me of Southern Poverty Law Center. You know, the, the, the might have something to do with that. Who the knows? The law center that's always suing conservatives. <clears throat> I bet they work together. Anyway, this uh, this charity organization, we're getting back to this again because I keep talking about this, is providing mm-hmm. grants. Where are they getting all this money from? That's what I was talking about. These far left charities don't have to disclose who their donors are. So untold famous billionaires from here and abroad can launder ridiculous amounts of billions of dollars through this through through different charities like this and it's very fishy it's dirty money and uh some of the cash may also be coming from all the billions we've been giving to ukraine and other things like that brian it's always the left that comes after the kids i I don't know when it was uh said by hillary clinton but she said one time during one of her failed attempts during a debate for the presidency, I, th- I believe it was when she was on stage with uh, Barack Hussein Obama, when she said it takes it takes a village to raise a child, if everybody remember, remembers that. And I think that's exactly what she was talking about. They want the state to have control on the decisions made with our kids. And it 
and it goes into taking the decision away from the parent, making parental rights non-existent in this country is exactly what the left wants because that in turn creates an open sexual assault on our children's uh, our children's senses and also and also sexualizes them in a manner that kind of projects uh, forward a lot more than it normally would happen. So you have little kids that somehow are being sexualized in thinking that they're a different gender, which is which is absolutely right. mind numbing. We can't allow this stuff to happen. Well, it's it's a breaking down of 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 the all of the institutions that uh you know God has put in place, you know, I mean, what what's the most simple institution than um, be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And, right. you know, and that, and, and we were charged as parents to take care of these children until they become of age. You know, they, the, the Democrats and, and the left, they want to take away that because then you destroy the institutions that God has put in place. And that's what they, that's what they want to do. They hate, they hate God and they hate the nuclear family. They hate Christianity. They hate anything that's good. Um, and that's that. Yeah. It's the, it's the easy way to attack and to attack us, CV, is through our children. Yeah. It's the anti-life death cult trying to prevent human beings from raising families. And um, and I like how they say, you know, healthcare is a human right and everyone should be able to access the healthcare they need. Well, what's what's healthcare about right. mutilating children so that they can't so that they can't function health uh, in a healthy way. And it's it, they don't, they forgot the Hippocratic oath. The Hippocratic oath says, number one, first do no harm. This whole thing is about doing harm. So and then and, and then it's like the the healthcare that they need they really need this they're brainwashing no. these children number one and it's a it's a total psyop and they think they're going to uh, control a human population like as if it's their job. Well, I'll say one thing: they come from my kids. You know what they're going to receive. And I think we all feel the same way. And I know our listeners feel the same way as, as well. Listen, Dan DeLuz is going to be coming on with me next. We're going to have a little discussion about much of the same. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Honey, love you, honey, little honey, funny, sunny morning. Love you more funny, love in the skyline, baby. Ice cream, excuse me. I've seen you looking good the other evening. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. We have a fantastic guest on the line with us. He is a regular to the program, and he is Dan Deleuze. He was a finalist for the King of the Cars this year with the Lee Elsie program. I brought a few stories to you, and I wanted to discuss some of them, and I, I think the one that I really wanted to stick to in this conversation is the planned rally, if you want to call it a planned protest that was going to be held in Washington at the Holocaust Museum by a group called Doctors Against Genocide, which is made up of United States doctors that were all basically going to rally against Israel and their involvement in knocking back Hamas at the Holocaust Museum. Now, they were forced basically into, by condemnation, into canceling the event. But I was really kind of shocked that this group of doctors would hold a rally like this at a place like the Holocaust Museum. This is, I mean, this is a blatant show of anti-Semitic fervor here, Dan, are you surprised that a group of doctors in the hundreds and supporters probably in the thousands would think about doing this this day and age here in America? Or is this kind of what we're going to be getting used to? 
I mean, I, I guess it would depend on if the doctors were all educated at Harvard or not. Yeah. You know? I mean, Harvard seems to be the festering anti-Semite sort of central thing. What, what seems to me to be more shocking than anything is just how insensitive it is, completely insensitive, to stage a protest like that at that museum. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I mean, I guess I, I don't really... Uh, you know, hate anybody that expresses their political opinion. That's what the country is all about, you know. But um, I don't. I have a hard time even understanding how anybody can support Hamas, much less a bunch of doctors. I mean, you're talking about educated people. Yeah. Are you not seeing the correlation these days, Chad, between between the education that people have? It's it's like the educated seem to have been educated in a kind of anti-semitic anti-semitic sort of undertone i mean it's not even it's like more easily it's like coming overt now but it's like they have accepted a certain level of anti-semitism in their education that seems to be coming out now that's what i was trying to say here it's so shocking that they would decide that they wanted to hold this rally at the holocaust museum and the only reason they would be doing that is to rub salt in the wound of the Jews that have been killed during the Holocaust. Why else would they do it, Dan? I I can't, you know, what it shows to me is it it shows a profound level of, I don't know if it's ignorance or deliberate ignorance, but, you know, it's been said, and and it bears repeating, that if, if Israel puts down its weapons, right, there'll be a total genocide, a Holocaust. If Hamas puts down its weapons, there'll be peace, right? Except for that Hamas would continue to shoot rockets like they do through every ceasefire. Their charter says that they're going to kill all the Jews. I mean, they're looking for this event where the whole world is bathed in Jewish blood, right? In order for, you know, in in order to have their sort of version of an advent. Um, So the support for Hamas is baffling to me completely it, it it's as if they they deliberately ignore the fact that the genocide is not being done by israel on the palestinians or hamas rather but but the other way around and what is the I mean, holocaust museum how does that correlate with israel i mean i i i understand the correlate i don't mean to say it like that because of course there's a correlation but you know, it's almost like they're using the Holocaust or wanted to. Obviously, it's been canceled, and thank God it was. But it's almost like they were uh, putting the death of millions of Jews at at the feet of Israel, which doesn't make any sense. And it, and it shows that they're blatantly uh, Jew haters and, and want more of something like a Holocaust to occur. And God, I mean, I would be afraid to let any doctor like that operate on me, Dan. Yeah. Well, who was that? Uh, when Ronald Reagan was shot, didn't, you know, he was taken when he was ready to go under the knife and he look up at the doctor. He's rumored to have said, uh, please God tell me you're a Republican or something like that before he was put under. Right. That kind of humor. But you know what happens, Chet? We find ourselves in the position of trying to figure out why these people do these things. And 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 you, you find yourself like trying to figure out how to justify their actions. And I don't think there is a justification no. for that exactly. Right. I'm with you though. I mean what I mean what what happens if I mean, there was a call into question the fact that if a doctor is of Islamic descent, that they might not do a good job on a Jewish patient. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but you know these things have happened in the past. Let's not forget that the genocide always seems to be aimed at Israel. You know, there's only 13 million Jews left on Earth. That's not a huge amount. No, that's a pretty small tribe. You can't really blame them for wanting to survive, you know, and, and I think that you, you see it on display now. People are like, oh, well, you know, you, you've done enough damage to them. You should let up now and have a ceasefire. I'm not even sure how thinking people can justify or rationalize that 
kind of a statement even like without destroying Hamas and I knew it was going to happen the second the counteroffensive started and Hamas started getting pounded into the ground it was like oh no we have to have a ceasefire you know wh- why didn't we have a ceasefire on October 6th how about that you know and, and, and another thing I don't want to run you over because no that's fine your show but you know if there wasn't a dome over Israel they would be, have been bombed into oblivion already. Ha, have you seen some of the footage of these of that Iron Dome taking those missiles down? It, it is a relentless barrage, Chet. The, just because you know, just because the Iron Dome is saving Israel does not negate the fact that Hamas is relentlessly attacking them from Palestine. If we had a barrage like that coming over the southern border. Even Biden would do something about it. Uh, it. It's an insane amount of warfare that that is being waged by Hamas against people. Now, a true, most of those rocket attacks can't touch them, but only because the dome is there. I mean, if you if you were wearing body armor and somebody opened up on you with a machine gun, and 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 the police came and said, "Oh, well, you know, he was wearing body armor, so it wasn't really any big deal." Right. You know, that's the kind of thinking that it is. It's defective, in my opinion. The frightening part about all, with with all this is they keep trying to distance Hamas from the Palestinian people, but Hamas is the issue, and Hamas is holding up in hospitals, in schools, in uh, churches, in mosques. This is where they hide out, and every time Israel tries to defend itself— they make it look like there's a they call it a genocide because because it's Hamas that's actually inflicting the terrorism and the genocide itself on their own people. But nobody equates this that to to Hamas, which which is really mind numbing to me. It, it makes me show it shows me that the West is not ready to deal with this problem and Israel's on their own. That that has seriously been my concern for a while, especially. I know I keep bringing it up as the 30,000 foot thing, and you you said it perfectly, which is that I'm not sure the West has got the will to survive. That makes me seriously worried being, I mean, I'm I'm living in the West. I am uh, a pretty loud proponent of Western civilization. I think it's how we get civilization to begin with is, you know, Judeo-Christian, Western European, whatever you want to call it, that is civilization, in my opinion. And this is not. I mean, these brutal, you know, when when they were taking that young girl who had been brutally raped to death and they were taking her body through the streets in Gaza and the people were streaming out of the houses everywhere to spit on her and hit her body and kick her. And it was, it's such a disgraceful type of a savagery that we're not really used to seeing. And then to see people in this country so comfortable with that level of atrocity. Yeah. To say, oh, the occupiers deserved it. Come on, man. That's brutal. Innocent women and children, innocent people being raped and having their heads cut off and cooked. I mean, it just, it goes beyond. It makes me sick to even think about it. Dan, um, we are up against it, so we got to go to a commercial break. Thank you for coming on. Great, my honor. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Everybody, that's Dan Deleuze. He was one of the great winners, one of the great callers of all time. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck back after this. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. All right, guys, coming from Gateway Pundit, we've been talking about this scumbag for a while. And every time I look at a picture of this guy with his pimple pock face and his sunken in cheeks and his scruffy ass beard and un- untamed haircut that he has in his cheap suit, special counsel Jack Smith wants to prevent President Trump from blaming 
uh, provocateurs and undercover agents for the January 6th Capitol riot. Through public statements, filings, and argument in hearings before the court, the defense has attempted to inject into this case partisan political attacks and irrelevant and prejudicial issues that have no place in a jury trial, Jack Smith's 20-page filing said. Although the court can recognize these efforts for what they are and disregard them, and the jury, if subject to them, may not. Uh, the court should not permit the defendant to turn the courtroom into a forum in which propagandates irrelevant disinformation and should reject his attempt to inject politics into the proceedings, Smith wrote, according to the court filing reviewed by the Gateway Pundit. Trump's trial date for Jack Smith's January 6th case is currently scheduled for March 4th, 2024. However, pre-trial proceedings are currently on hold because of Trump's immunity argument uh, in the uh, Appellate Court, oral arguments for Trump's immunity claims will begin in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals on January 9th. Jack Smith ignored Judge Chunkin's orders to, to stay the case until the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals issues a ruling on Trump's immunity argument and filed away the motion on Wednesday anyway. Uh, Trump's attorney recently filed a motion for discovery in special J counsel Jack Smith's case, demanding documents regarding informants and undercover agents related to January 6th. I just want to give this out real quick before I come to you guys. Uh, here's a, a statement. Please provide all documents regarding informants. Cooperators, undercover agents, representatives, or any acting in a similar capacity on behalf or in the behest of the Department of Justice or any law enforcement agency who was present at and or within five miles of the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, Trump's lawyers wrote in the nine-page discovery letter. Brian, so much has been talked about when it comes to undercover agents that infiltrated the crowds on January 6th and we know that the numbers have gotten to some pretty some pretty high numbers but we need exact numbers we need to know who was trying to hook line and sink or anybody that was that was there in order to simply stand up and protest against the stolen election and that's exactly what Jack Smith doesn't want he doesn't want the truth to come out that's why he's hidden his phone calls and text information that they're trying to get and still trying to go after Trump for the very same things, which they have gone after him for and has proven nothing. So Jack Smith is another hack trying to undercut the American people and, their, and our decision to elect a leader in the in upcoming election. Right. Well, I mean, do you think for one minute that the Justice Department, if they had people on the ground, which we know they did, um, do you think that for one minute they're gonna they're gonna blow those people's cover and and release the names? It's not happening. It's all this is what I mean by smoke and mirrors. It's all now I mean they can want that, they can request that, but knowing this DOJ, do you think you're gonna see that come to fruition? You think they're just gonna come out and be like, Oh yeah, oh well, here's the list. Yeah, no. Not happening. So no. so you know, this this whole thing. Um, I mean, what's sad is is that we have supposedly we have all these select committees and all these, you know, um, you know, committees that are looking into, you know, Biden and and Hunter and, you know, and January 6th and all the other stuff. And nothing ever comes to fruition because it's all a distraction. They are taking the carpet from out from underneath us. They are stealing our country and pillaging it for everything it's worth. And we're distracted by this, this nonsense. That's never going to happen. It's the 30, it's the 30,000 emails that Hillary Clinton had. That's what this is. Yeah. CV Brian makes some great points there. Uh, distraction, Jack Smith, uh, a distraction for the American people. It could be. Well, He's distracting himself from the truth because I just have to say that if Donald Trump is such a threat to democracy, as the Democrats always claim, why is it that it's these same Democrats who want to deny him the right to defend himself? They want to keep exculpatory evidence out of the courtroom. So it sounds like they are the haters of truth and democracy, not President Trump.
And uh, the words that Jack Smith uses in this filing is so ridiculous. He's like say, he's like saying uh, the defense has attempted to inject into this case. What do you mean? They're not allowed to attempt to defend themselves. They attempted like right. as if attempting is a bad thing. Uh, partisan political attacks. Oh, you're not allowed to attack your accuser's arguments. No, you have a constitutional right to attack your accuser's arguments. Why? why yes. And and then it's like. And it's irrelevant and prejudicial issues. Irrelevant? You mean framing him for exactly what you're charging him for is irrelevant? How does that work? And prejudicial, meaning like he's prejudiced. Yeah, Yeah, he's prejudiced to defend himself. Yes, of course he's prejudiced for himself. Who isn't when they're being charged uh, with these these kind of crimes? It's it's ridiculous. He, He propagates irrelevant disinformation, he says in the filing. Uh, that that itself is a prejudiced word. That should be thrown out of the filing. Should be left out of court. But this whole case is on hold anyway. So all of the, the whole every point is moot here because it's it's on hold, and he's trying to accelerate this case to be heard by March fourth, I believe, just in time to interfere with the primaries, and everybody knows that to hurt our chances. All of it's being done to hurt our chances to win in the 2024 election. I mean, that that's what it is. Yeah, it is smoke and mirrors. It is a lot to do about nothing. That is true. But when you compound it with everything else that we're talking about, including the states that want to keep him off the ballots or they want to they want to bring him and drag him into court without actually allowing him to defend himself, without actually allowing his lawyers to push back against the charges. And like they said, Brian, like CV just said, using, you know, words like attack when you're just trying to defend yourself, that tells you all you need to know. They're just trying to push this as long as they can to the closest date when it comes to uh, election day. And if they can do that, that to them is a win. Right. Well, the, the, they have the burden to to prove that he did um, something uh, illegal, that he committed a crime, you know, but they're going to have a hard time doing that because he didn't commit one, right. you know, by saying let's peacefully, you know, and, and you know, let's 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 peacefully and patriotically uh, walk down to the Capitol. How how is that? Uh, you know, creating a situation of violence. How is that inciting violence? Let's peacefully and patriotically go down to walk down to the Capitol and let our voices be heard. And they deleted that How off of that? Twitter. They deleted that off of Twitter. Sure, because they don't want you to know that. But yeah. it, it's going to come out, and that's the thing. It's going to come out. There's no way he can be convicted of it. And you would have to have some sort of other, um, you know, evidence. To show that he, what do you call it, where you premeditate something. They'd have to have some sort of premeditated evidence to show that he was planning, you know, with others in his cabinet to to create a situation. And that's not going to happen either. Right. They've they've made CV they've made peaceable protest a uh, protesting feel like an illegal action, which is even more troubling. Right. And Mike Davis, uh, I agree with him 99.9% of the time, but he keeps saying, it was a peaceful protest that got out of hand and became a riot. No, it did not. There were like over a million people there, and there were a couple of little scuffles that they, they keep that they videoed and they keep replaying over and over and over again, those same little scuffles, and making it look like the whole, millions of people broke out into a riot all of a sudden. No, it, it, was, it was provoked by the plainclothes militants the agent provocateurs, the fake Trump protesters, the disciplined uniformed column of attackers, and all this is evidence that Jack Smith wants to keep out of the courtroom. He even calls it evidence himself. He says evidence about undercover actors holds no probative value. Well, that's what probative means. It means having the quality of proving something. Well, he just called it evidence, so in one sentence, he contradicts his own self. Well, but it, you can beat the dead horse with that because it does matter. Listen, Reggie Littlejohn on the line. We're going to come back with her, and then we'll round the show out here. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk.
Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line, we have the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. I'm talking about one of our regulars, Reggie Littlejohn. Yesterday, I was watching your interview on NTD News in which you discussed the CCP's military civil fusion policy uh, requiring all Chinese-owned companies to hand over their data to the Chinese military, including some companies collecting human DNA uh, from all over the world, including the United States. What concerns should we have here with this practice, Reggie? And what what is the possibility in which they could use our DNA against us? Okay, so first of all, people need to understand this thing called the military-civil fusion, um, which is something that the United States does not have, for example. So, you know, in, in the United States, companies have their information. It's private information. They don't have to give it to the government. They don't have to get, give their technology to the government, certainly not the military. In China, things are different. Anything a company does, and in fact, anything an individual does, even an individual who's not living in China, even an individual who's living in the United States, if the Chinese Communist Party demands it, uh, they, they have to turn over their information to the Chinese Communist Party or face consequences. So this is sort of the long arm of, of totalitarianism in China. Um, and this information can go to the military and it can be used for whatever whatever the military, what the Chinese government wants it to be used for. And as people may know, uh, China has a, um, a goal by uh, 2049, which is 100 years after the Chinese Communist Party's takeover, to basically become the dominant uh, superpower in the world. So some of these companies are collecting things like um, DNA uh, from everywhere in the world, including the United States. And the concern is that they might be using this DNA to construct bioweapons um, against uh, various ethnic groups, you know, like if they can collect the DNA and they know, you know, what ethnicity you are, what gender you are, I guess those are the main things. And the main thing would be the ethnicity that they could use it uh, to cr- create a bioweapon that would destroy people of um, other ethnicities, not Chinese, like they would want to preserve their own ethnicity. And, you know, so, um, you know, I would not put anything past Chinese Communist Party. Um, so we're very, very concerned about this. Now, I was wondering, too, these companies that are collecting the data that may be going back to the CCP, are these the companies that Americans may be using to find out their family tree history, uh, things like that? Are these the companies that are collecting the DNA? Well, some of it might be. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly which companies are owned um, or partially owned by the CCP. Uh, so there, there may be companies in the United States where it's, it, you know, it's like, oh, find out what your ancestry is. Right. And it just seems like a, a fun thing to do. But if that company is owned or part owned by the Chinese Communist Party, then your data could end up in the hands of the, of the Chinese Communist Party. But it could also be other things, like you know, if the company... Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's creating like nasal swabs or something there are, are, right. um, you know, for, for illnesses, that data could be sent back as well. So it's just anything that, um, anything that you do that provides your DNA, if the company is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, um, it's possible that your DNA data could be sent back to China. A creation of a bioweapon to take out people of a certain ethnicity I think that's kind of scary considering what we're seeing in the world today with all the anti-Semitic rhetoric that's going on. Um, that kind of sends some red flags too, doesn't it, Reggie? Well, it's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, they, they could try to, you know, create a, a bioweapon against any ethnicity that, um, that they want. Uh, so it could be, in, in, you know, any, anything that they want in any way that they think that would be an advantage to them. They could create a bioweapon uh, for it. So I, I don't think any ethnicity is, is excluded in that. You know, the Chinese Communist Party has always regarded people as being an instrument of the state. And you can see that as far back as, as the one-child policy, where, where back in 1980, the government basically decided that women's wombs were 
um, were uh, like instruments of the state and that they could ab abort a, a woman as many times as they wanted um, according to whatever the state goals are. And now in 2023, almost 2024, they find themselves not having enough children. So they're trying to, again, um, exercise social uh, engineering through the wounds of women and, tr and doing everything they can to encourage and, 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 and I'm worried about they might even try to force you know women to have babies um, so it's just it's just part of the mentality it's part of the materialistic totalitarian mentality to just assume that people including our very bodies um, are there to serve the state and that is very distinct from the, the way that America, came to be, which is that we, the people, are the ones who are, are the ones who are supposed to be in charge, and the government is supposed to serve us. And unfortunately, I see the China model getting more and more spread to um, other countries, including the United States, where um, it's not so much that the government serves us, but that we are expe expected to serve the government. It, it's a concerning and such a, a strange thing to think about a country gathering world DNA, it's a frightening thing. Is is anybody else talking about this? Has this been brought up uh, to our Congress, our Senate, uh, to the UN? Is there anybody that has any concerns with the way that the CCP is going about this practice? You know, I don't know, Chet, whether there are any active bills in Congress uh, to stop this. Um, but there certainly should be. I mean, I, I, I think that companies should be held accountable. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they are sending, you know, American DNA to China. But I'm not, I, I'm not aware of any right now. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. And the question would be, are they making a profit by sending it to China? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that sort of be, uh, I mean, it might be opening up a, uh, a big can there, but it should be something we know if our DNA is being used as for a profit in order to uh, uh, create something that could be hazardous towards our our country. I think that should be something that we should know. Is there any way we can find out who these companies are and is there any uh, legislation or anything you guys are working working on to find out who these companies are? Well, the thing is that, um, you know, in terms of a profit, I'm not sure exactly where the profit comes in because I think that what happens a lot is that um, because the Chinese Communist Party wants this information, they will subsidize things and make them cheaper so that people will do them um, so that they can then harvest the information. So there's, yeah, so there's really no answer towards whether we could figure out who these companies are. I just, the reason I ask is... I mean, we, know some, we know some of the names, but... Um, you know, I, I don't know. The, the thing is that any company that is owned by China, by you know, is, is subject to this, and it's not just, um, you know, it's not just companies that harvest DNA. I mean, another thing I was reading about today is, um, you know, is the way that the United States is dependent on China um, militarily because we um, buy a, a large percentage of our rare earths from them. And, and those are necessary to create our, our, our military uh, technology. And if China turns that off, we're going to be hamstrung because we don't have access to the railroads that we need even to run our military. And, there's, and then there's a whole other uh, you know, issue about China producing a very, very large portion of our medications here in the United States. Sure. Um, and, and so who knows what the quality of those are. And why would you have your enemy um, producing your medication? You know, I, I just think it's so short-sighted. I'm sure that the Chinese Communist Party you know, they can produce it for cheap, and that's why you know, pharmaceutical companies buy it from them. But you know, what's the quality, and is there, is there an opportunity for some, something nefarious to happen there when they're pro providing us with their medications? Founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, Reggie Littlejohn on the line with us. Reggie, we're running low on time, so as always, I want to make sure that you get your information out to the listeners and where they check you out because it's so important. Okay, so 
If you want to find out more about my work, and especially my work um, saving baby girls in China and also abandoned widows um, in China and Uganda, go to womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. That's womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org, and you can learn lots more about it there. Okay, Reggie, thank you so much, and you have a happy new year. All right, you too. Thanks so much, Chet. Everybody, that's the one and only Miss Reggie Littlejohn. Make sure you go and check her out. Women's Rights Without Frontiers, News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. Hey, stop motion, I'm caught in the door. I've loved you before, I've loved you before. Who's that look at getting me high? I can't tell you. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. All right, so last segment, which is the roundup, we can talk about whatever we want. And I found something interesting to talk about. And it's just, uh, it's something we've talked about before and certainly something that many of our listeners have sounded off about. Florida, back in Palm Beach, former President Donald J. Trump told Breitbart News in an exclusive interview at his luxurious seaside resort, Mar-a-Lago, that he expects to face neither incumbent Democrat President Joe Biden nor incumbent vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris in November of 24 in the general election. Trump said that while he does hope that Biden hangs on, that the Democrat side to win his party's nomination, he can't believe he's going to be the nominee. From Trump's mouth, he's a cheater, he's a scoundrel, he's a bad guy. But in his life, he's always been able to convince people he's this really nice guy. I laugh when they say Trump is the evil one and he's the nice one. That's the one thing he's been able to do. All you have to do is look into the credentials when you compare him today to 15 or 20 years ago. He's a different kind of guy. The guy can't talk. The guy can't put two sentences together. So I do think this, I cannot believe he's going to be the nominee. I hope that he is, but I can't believe he's going to be the nominee. It's it's an interesting one, Brian. It's something that uh, with within these 11 months or however many days we have until hopefully then-candidate Donald J. Trump will be facing off against the Democrat candidate. We've been talking about this for years now. We've been talking about the fact that they might try to put somebody else in since Joe Biden is such a wet noodle. Do you <laughs> still see him as the nominee? Um, Possibly. I mean, they, they might leave him in as the nominee and do it the old switcheroo and switch out Kamala, you know, to a president that they actually want to be in place. And then, um, you know, Joe, you know, has a bad slip and fall down, uh, you know, a flight of uh, uh, aircraft stairs. <laughs> slip up. He falls yeah. up another. Falls it's yeah. weird. <laughs> These stairs are greased. No. <laughs> Um, you know, so, I mean, you know, something like that could happen. Um, you know, it, it, they may just, they may, it may get to the point where, you know, it's so obvious that he is just not able to perform the duties, uh, of the presidency. Um, and they are forced to, you know, put somebody else up. Maybe it's Kamala. Maybe it's somebody, you know, a Newsom or whoever. I don't know. But, I mean, it, it, does it really matter? Anybody that the left puts up is not going to be in the best interest of this nation. No. I don't care who it is. Yeah. It's funny, CV, with what Brian says. It makes me think they're more worried about taking Donald Trump off the ticket then they're worried about who they have on the ticket. That's amazing. That's because they expect to steal it again, but it's we're going to make it more difficult for them this time around. Uh, there's a lot. There's been a lot of headway in that area, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. It's too long. But that's a good theory that they'll leave Biden in, and if they could steal it successfully, then uh, then they could pull a switcheroo and uh, let Kamala Harris step up. But I know Barack Antichrist wants Biden in there because he's the perfect puppet. You know, he can take all the blame and yeah, old white guy and yep. Obama can do worse things 
without having to uh, be uh, self-conscious about it. Not that he has a conscience, but uh, yeah, that, that's a good theory. Um, I'll go with that. I see. I see this administration as a failed administration from the very offset. So I think he will be the nominee because, I, you know, how much I I don't know if it was Brian or CV that said he's it gets so obvious that he can't. Uh, perform his duties. I mean, wasn't that obvious on day one, Brian? This guy, this guy can barely formulate a sentence, as Donald J. Trump said. And yet, when you call him out, or when you call him out to the people that project these awful depictions of Donald Trump when he was the president, if you say this guy can't speak right, or that he doesn't seem to be all there with his wits, they call you a hater, or, or they, they say you're attacking the guy, or that you you yeah. hate old people, or you just are so, <laughs> you're such an, an evil Trump supporter that you're willing to go and attack somebody that's been such a good man throughout his whole career, which is the exact opposite of what he is. So I do think he'll be the nominee. And I, like I said to CV, I do think that their primary objective is to keep Donald, Donald Trump off the ballot on the other side. <clears throat> um, I believe you're absolutely right. I think they're, they're so – their heads are so on fire to, to defeat Donald Trump that they're not even paying attention to the fact that they're gonna lose. even <laughs> if they – even if they put him on as the nominee, you know, as the incumbent, right? And they put him up. I don't think he's going to have the support that he did. No way. Yeah. In the people, in the people that did support him. Now, do I believe that he got eighty million votes? No. Absolutely not. We know what no. happened. You no. know, but 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 let's face it. There was a, a a good amount of people that did support him in this country because they vote party line. And there, it, there was a good amount of independents that probably voted for him that just didn't like Donald Trump's, you know, uh, attitude and 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 the way he comes across. But I think those people are probably regretting uh, having done that, and that's the people that they're going to lose, mm-hmm. and th- th- they're not going to get the victory. They're not going to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a good point, and CV they can also see that. The unmerciless attacks on Donald Trump and his family that have happened more recently, uh, as opposed to the attacks that happened to him when they when he was in office, shows you, uh, you know, that America's going down a, bound, a bad path where we can just attack anyone because we don't agree with them politically and try to destroy their livelihood and their family, which I think most Americans don't want. Any more attacks coming from the left against Donald Trump is just going to look silly at this point. I think everybody now knows that all these attacks are politicized. All this lawfare is just politics. You know, the Russia collusion was a hoax. All of it is a hoax. Everybody knows it by now. Even even the left who perpetrated the hoax know that everybody knows it. So let's let's get past that. I want to advance the narrative now past who might be running against Donald Trump to the debates that are inevitably coming. And mm-hmm. I, w- I want Donald Trump to use his leverage power to make certain demands in the debates coming up to insist that there not be moderators. When you have moderators, that is not a debate. When a moderator can tell you you're not allowed to ask your opponent a question, that's robbing you of your ability to have a debate. You have to be able to ask your opponent questions in a debate or it's not a debate. And if your opponent cannot answer the question, then he lost the, the debate. All right. So no more moderators. Why don't you just get maybe a referee in case it gets violent. That, that's it. That's all you need. Just let them get up there and uh, and talk and argue. I mean, I think we're uh, we're adults here. I think we can handle it. I don't think it's going to hurt our sensibilities too much. What do you think? I've always felt like the moderators shouldn't be there. Yes. I agree 110%. 
because and if you're going to have a moderator, it shouldn't be some political hack from one of the big networks, Brian. If you're going to have a moderator, you know, have it in a town hall where you don't have people that were screened and yeah. given the questions sitting in the audience, which is exactly what they did on CNN. And by the way, you know what, Brian, you remember the time they gave Hillary Clinton all those questions when she was running up against Bernie Sanders? So we're not just Good saying it because Donna of Donald Brazzle. Trump. <laughs> Good old Donna Brazel. I mean, Brazil. Brazel. Yeah, Donna Brazil. Do you yeah, see? If she, they rig it any she, chance, they can. Then they gave her a job. <laughs> you want yeah. to wrestle me, Brazil? <laughs> you Brazil. All right, guys, uh, listen. We, we only have a couple. We, we have about 30 seconds to right. go, so... Uh, let, let's <laughs> let's just end it there. On the final show for Freedom on Deck in 2023, we'll be back next weekend. We uh, always appreciate your support. We appreciate your listenership, and we we appreciate your patriotism. And as usual, we're going to give you the very best product that we can with the very best guests that we can bring on this program, as we always have from myself, Brian Bro. C.V. Burton. We're going to bring it out with old anxiety and have a cheers here from Freedom on Deck. Same Freedom Time, same Freedom Station next week. Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulate Talk. God bless America. Cheers!